Hello and welcome back to Savanting the Idiot. I'm your host, Soundational Sense, and my co-host, Lex. Just Lex. Just Lex. Just Lex. So this is a special show because usually Lex does this show remotely. He lives all the way in Illinois. Yep, that is correct. And this is kind of an impromptu episode being that I just happen to be in town. So we figured we might do something just like a little off the books. And I think we take it a little off the beaten path instead of doing the usual format and focusing on music we just talk a little shit and they get to hear like kind of the behind the scenes banter excellent yeah and then as far as a topic i mean just like a little bit of looking forward and a little bit of looking behind i i like what you did on the the last episode of retiring certain words <laughs> yeah well we talked about that i mean before zeb even because zeb brought up eclectic and i was like well i know you weren't present for the last memo you didn't get the last memo but we retired the word eclectic and i was like we just drug that through the mud from on our prior show so yeah so um you could look up synonyms for that word before coming up on on the show and you know maybe do something different you know diverse there's just lots of words out there that can capture the same meaning without you know using that the word that will no longer be mentioned another word that i think we should put to rest is manifestations <laughs> that's another thing that comes up. it's like this this show has gone through many manifestations i think that comes up a lot so I don't think so. I think I actually only mentioned that the last show. (laughs) That's how much I didn't like it. (laughs) (laughs) I heard it one time and it just didn't rub me the right way. So let's lay the rest manifestations. Yes. If If I was a superhero, my name would be, instead of the Black Panther, I'd be the Black Banter. (laughs) My my superpower is talking... Mad shit. Yes. Exactly. But yeah, but on a more serious note, yeah, there are some reoccurring things that happen all the time. I know manifestations definitely is not one of them, but there's things like that everybody does that I've noticed when I'm editing. Like people say, you know, a lot like, you know, you know, you know, and it's like, no, I don't fucking know if I knew then I wouldn't be listening to you because then I'd be all knowing and I would already know. But there's for some reason, there's this compulsion for people to say as a filler word to say the phrase i know it's just like uh you like people say uh all the time uh this all that all that but you, you... yeah I, I get exactly what you mean and it just brings to to memory a friend of ours growing up uh dan danny daniel amazar wherever he is out there and um he went to a job interview we all three interviewed for the same job and he he went first <laughs> and he always thought he had all the answers and he had his shit together and the interviewer asked him so what kind of experience do you have and he said um yeah well you know this that and the usual and that guy looked at him he gave him the dirtiest look <laughs> he was like 
this, that, and the usual. It's like, what does that mean? It's like, who the fuck do you think you're slick talking <laughs> you right didn't, now? You didn't, you didn't answer. answer my question, not one iota. This, that, and the usual. I mean, it was a good it was a good effort, though. We have to applaud him on that. Because, like, I've never had that, that kind of balls of steel to literally go for the Hail Mary to where I'm going to be talking the ultimate shit that would, like, combust and confuse people like this, that, and other. But he did. He went for it. It's like, and what did he have to lose? Nothing. It wasn't like he's he was gonna get that job no matter what the fuck he said because it was for a construction job and it was for being an electrician and that motherfucker had never done that shit ever in his life. And or, do you know how to bend pipe? Well, you know this, that, and the other. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'll never forget that shit. That's yeah, good. well, I've heard uh, other people say that when you say something with enough confidence, like. People don't usually question you. That's why I applaud him because he he yeah. knew that instinctually and he was trying to use it. But sometimes you don't get by. I mean, you could fool some people some of the time, but you can't fool everybody all of the time. But and he, but that's why I say a for effort. But with my instinctual thing, I I don't try to go for abstract, arbitrary things when I'm trying to talk somebody into something. That took a little bit of guts to say. I I don't know, but uh, he was desperate, and that was the first thing that came out of his mouth. It was like, well, I think he was just very non-caring and nonchalant. Even when he didn't get the job, it didn't seem like he was overly concerned. <laughs> <laughs> he just came out. He was like, "You yep. got the job, dog." He but he was a little bit mad because. I kind of forced to go along because I, I, I remember that day vividly. I was like, where are you going? He goes, I'm, I'm going to get a job, dog. I already got the job. All I got to do is show up and sign it. And he goes, it's for being an electrician. And of course, I was already doing that. I was like, for real? I said, do they need other people? He goes, yeah. I mean, it's open. I said, well, let's go, man. I'm going to ride with you. So that had to be an annoying thing because yeah. I actually had, I actually could answer the questions that the guy <laughs> was asking. It's like, can you do a bend a benigni, an offset? Can you bend pipe? You know, basic, you know, things that had to do with a, uh, uh, being an electrician he couldn't answer not one of them but i guess that had to be annoying for him but the point is it was meant to be you know doug it was meant to be but anyway and doug hates that thing he wants to put to rest it was meant, it to, was be. meant to be that's doug. why it's funny but anyway the point is that he was never going to get that job if he went without me yeah, anyway there was no way so that was ironically meant for me that the universe worked through his dumb ass <laughs> to get me that job and you know what that was a fucking great job, man. And I started out at a higher... That was a long-ass time ago. And they started me right off at like 10 bucks an hour. I know that doesn't sound like nothing now, but, back but then way back then. Dollar. Yeah, Especially man. for your experience level. Exactly. Yeah, because all I had was two years experience. That was two more years than dickhead had, Danny. But anyway. So um, talked a little bit about the past and, and looking forward, kind of... Um, not a spoiler alert, maybe a little bit of a trailer, but um, our last guest of the year, we've got some exciting stuff lined up for, for the year to come, but it's going to be uh, David De La Fay. So he's actually coming to the studio, and we're really excited about that. And um, some other guests that we have coming up, you know, in the future, like I said, but this is... Like I talked about, you know, the best guest <laughs> when I, I was just... I went a little bit uh retarded i guess and in, in bromancing the stone that last episode 
But even Hence like the name bromance. Yeah, stuff. I was I went way over the top. But to be fair, of, you were excited because you know it's not like you get to have you know a lot of times the show. Of course, it was conceived by me, not to, that I'm bragging or whatever. And of course, you're my brother, and we, I always bring you in on everything. But the, the thing is, a lot of times these people are people that I know personally, and you less. It's not like of course you and David, us and da- we all know David equally. But there's right. some people that I know, and there's some people that you know. But this was the first time that you were bringing on a guest that I did not know whatsoever, and he happens to be your friend. So I, you know, t- yeah, but to, to, to your, you know, yeah, to, it might have went a, a, a tad overboard. Yeah, because yeah, like, I remember that because that's one of the things that got me. Was like you were t- telling him you were the best guest we ever had, and I'm yeah. thinking, oh, and, and okay. yeah, and that would take away from guests that we had in the past, which all of. The guests that we've exactly. had have been amazing I was going to say, not to say that he exactly. wasn't a great guest. No, not that he wasn't a great guest. He was a great guest. And, like, I, I love, um, you know, the, the idea of having somebody, you know, from way over in South Africa being on the show is cool Which was awesome. and all that stuff. But, um, yeah. But, but the point being that this really is going to be an amazing next guest to have Oh, yeah, David, show. man, shit. He's, we, he's, he's did, been a, a friend performer of of for ours. years. Yeah. Uh, a front He's man, literally singer, a local celebrity. Actor. Yeah, definitely a, a local if celebrity. If you would describe anybody high, in the 305 as guess, as yes. a local celebrity, it would be David De La Frey, Frey, David De La Frey, aka Freak. But yeah, hey, the man. Frey. That's a band I haven't mentioned. I like them. Well, yeah. Maybe that was a Freudian slip. Maybe I was thinking about the fray in the background. But no, not that I relate uh, David or Freak to that in any way, shape, or form. But just, yeah, we do have a, a, a good show coming up to look forward to next Very week. Very exciting, yeah. Indubitably. Indubitably. Yeah. Okay, so now let's go, going randomly way off topic, right? I had this bizarre dream. Um, <laughs> last wow, night, this, and it we was, are going into new territory. Yeah, today. because <laughs> it was this. It was two Jewish dudes, right? And one was a young guy, like my age, probably, and the other one was an old guy, and he was like a Hasidic Jew with those. You know, I the, was going to uh, ask you, Ameri- like, how did you know they were Jewish in your dream? Like, yeah, what are your identifying like marks and, for Jewish and the accent in your dream? Like, Not that I know that, that heavy, fucked up, but the yeah. heavy Jewish but accent. I just knew they were Jewish. I'm right? Too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, as dreams go, you know, they're very <laughs> random. So. The young guy was telling the old guy, he said, I always keep almond polish on me. <laughs> and the older guy said... Almond polish? Almond polish. Yeah. Okay. What is almond polish? <laughs> I invented it, apparently, oh, in my okay. dream All last right. night. Okay. So anyway, I didn't mean to disrupt you. But so anyway, al- al- it, it's just I had never heard that before. So almond po- almond, like... Well, hold on. Okay. Because then you ruin the punchline. So, so it's like... So he says, I always carry almond polish on me. So the older guy responds and he goes, but why would you want your nuts so shiny? (laughs) (laughs) And then I woke up. Yeah, that the funny thing is, you usually people wake up when they're like falling or something. It's like a ner- a knee jerk reaction. They wake up all of a sudden. It was that of much of a shock to your, was, your mind. You were yeah, like, was, wait a minute, <laughs> like hold the, the phone. <laughs> He's right. Why would you want your nuts so shiny? I got to wake up and do this math. <laughs> Usually I just use Nair and a Bic razor. <laughs> I've never personally tried yeah. almond polish. I don't give a shit about shiny balls, whatever. <laughs> that shit's way sailed for me. 
<laughs> I'm way too dark me I for that. <laughs> Not I, unless you're trying to polish a black pearl. <laughs> I, I always say I'm so young, my balls don't even have wrinkles. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. That was, that was a very interesting dream. <laughs> I know. Martin Luther King had a dream. <laughs> it was, nothing, was it much, had nothing to do with shiny balls. A much better dream I than, can tell than you mine. That. Yeah, it wasn't so egocentric or whatever. But it wasn't like that was from your perspective. It's just, it's crazy. No, I was the observer. That's what I was going to say. You're the one observing this and trying to figure it out. That's what, it, and it actually woke you up because you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I guess some of my favorite comedians are Jewish. Yeah, like Seinfeld. Um, is Seinfeld, is Seth Rogen Jewish? I mean, he kind of looks like it. Mm-hmm. He got the curly hair. Or Funny. I don't know. He didn't look Jewish. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Spaceballs. Who's, oh. who's the director? The, the guy? Yeah, now, he's got that accent that I'm talking about. Yeah. Com- now, comic you, you got me out of the bloom. Oh, oh man. Jeff, uh, <laughs> Broadside you. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course, it'll come to my memory, but yeah, you're right. That, I mean, what great movies are Spaceballs and, and, and the other movies that he's done? I mean, it's great comedy, for sure. Yeah, so, um, yeah, well, well, one of my big things is, besides music, is comedy. I listen to a lot of stand-up comedy, and I refer back to a lot of the bits done by other comedians, but I always give them credit. I don't say, okay, this is my bit. I'm saying, like, oh, there's a comedian that has this bit. And it's funny, and and you know, I just yeah, you reference the comedy, just interject like we, it, yeah, where it's suitable. But it's the same thing like movies. I love I love one liners in movies, so I'll refer back to a movie and put the uh, the the one liner in yeah. there, like coming to America. So if it's you know if it's the morning, it's like yes, yes. <laughs> Fuck you too. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, which we, you know we have that in common. That's part of our culture. So it's a, that's what we do. I mean, we love referencing. You know, uh, spaceballs. One of the best ones is the the whole asshole bit. Keep firing mm, assholes. assholes. How many assholes are there? On Yo. You <laughs> and they all do the. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> exactly. They're all assholes, sir. <laughs> And then they go through it too. It's like sergeant, major, first class, asshole. And then, then, then going through the ranks, that was genius comedy. And and of it, it's a pun and a pun and a pun. It, it's so layered with fucking jokes. It's like man, well, no one does that shit anymore. That's no the does. artistry, and that's the difference between being an entertainer and being a master. You could be a master at anything, like chess, uh, which I'm really into. Right, so. There's, there's just basic concepts. Okay, this piece moves this way. A knight moves this way. A rook moves this way. Whatever. And then you get into discover checks and and all these complex intricacies. And a master can put them all in one game. And that's what that's what that guy does with comedy. He's such a master that it's there's so many layers to it. Yeah, and there's so much repertoire and so many things that he could pull on. And use in the moment, like you get this ultimate, that's what a master is. They're so experienced, they get this ultimate versatility that it, in an instant, all these moves that, that you have to spend a week learning or a day learning or whatever, they've, they've been doing it for so long, you know, it's, it's just like breathing air. And, the, and then they could always surprise you. So they're taking you one way on purpose. They're, they're leading you down 
and then they they hit you with the punchline. Yeah. And but that's and that's an awesome analogy. As a matter of fact, now that you're speaking of uh, chess, there's a, a Netflix show called The Queen's Gambit, if I'm not mistaken. Have you been? Uh, oh, on- very good show. I I loved it. I think it's like more like a mini series. Okay. Than a show, and I've been watched that. But um, I was telling people about this show, The Queen's Gambit, and saying. It's not a movie about chess. Yeah, yeah, it revolves around chess, but it's about the human experience. It's about relationships. It's about struggles with addiction. It's just the human experience in general, and they tell it in such a moving, compelling way. And then they use chess as a backdrop. And I think they do it so elegantly, and they do it in a way that's never been done before. Like they're showing her thought process and seeing the chessboard. Like she would lay in her bed at night and envision the chessboard not on the ceiling and the way the pieces move and the sounds of the, the sound effects they use with, with the pieces moving mm-hmm. because that's like a big thing about chess like chess players like that's why they love certain pieces like you wanted the staunton triple weighted pieces so that when you when you when you slide it you hear that sliding noise and when you slam it down on the table you hear that so that Slamming you get down, some down nuance to entertainment exactly. so that you could still feel like you're playing a game. It's yeah, almost it's more like, than just visual. What you're trying to say, it's almost like um, basketball. When you're playing a physical sport like basketball or even like golf or whatever, there's motions that you get satisfaction out exactly. of. I never thought about Oddly that satisfying. From, from chess. And that, you just hit me with that just now i never realized that and right. those and little slides something like that yeah, right yeah who oh, doesn't love the I sound know that, of dominoes when shit, you shuffle click, click, i love click, 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 yeah but and when look, you turn yeah. it over and you slam it and down you slam and you're talking about like dominoes so yeah you're right even games like that have that but a subtle game like chess you're saying that that has yeah. its subtleties but they're subtle they're not as obvious because when i watch it from the outside i'm not Seeing that you know people are yeah, enjoying people think the of it as boring, and the but and the actually clock, right you know now I mean? chess is having a huge resurgence, resurgence and because of the show, because of the show, and because of COVID nineteen and oh, the corona and all too. that crap. So people are at home and, have to stay and having to find other ways to entertain yourself. And there's sites like Lee Chess and Chess.com that you can get on it and have these entertaining matches where you're not playing a computer, you're playing an actual opponent. And what I refer to conversation is a, a well chess is a conversation it's an idea so even though you're not talking it's like you make this move and you're saying oh i'm thinking this and the guy you know he ponders it and he goes oh well that's an idea but what do you think about this allow me ah, to you, allow me to retort as samuel L. <laughs> jackson would say you know and there yeah. we go full circle with the with the movie references yeah so it's a move and a retort a move and a retort have we actually mentioned anything with samuel jackson or pulp fiction in we the show before we have never mentioned oh, our combined love so, for pulp fiction oh my god I and love it. and the crazy references pulp that we fiction, do off snatched, you know, the air uh, fight yeah. club those are some yeah. of my favorite movies but um quentin tarantino he he uses the the an amazing writing and Samuel L. Jackson delivers it when he's doing the the, the scene where he's going to shoot somebody. Yeah, and it's a false verse. They he presents it as a Bible verse but with so much confidence conviction. and conviction that anybody you ask they'll say, "Oh yeah, I yeah. know that Bible verse." For sure. I studied that in Sunday school. I remember when I I remember you shall know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. Right. And wow, what an awesome line. But 
That is nowhere in the Bible. But only Sam could deliver that exactly. the way he delivered it. And that's and, the genius of Qu- Tarantino is a, a chess hey, player. the right tool, he right? He is It's just the like chess if you're master. on a job, right? Like yeah. we're talking and about he's being an electrician. Ca- and, and, you're not and gonna he knows bend his pawns, his rooks, his kings, exactly. his queens. You he, don't go damn. to this corner of a building and bend three-quarter pipe, you know, you need a pipe bender. If you have the right tool and you know how to apply that tool, that that mastery, and he knew. He was like, mm. I need Samuel L. Jackson mm. for this role. Unfortunately, the people who made Star Wars didn't realize it when they put him into the character of Mace Windu. What a travesty. What a horrible thing because Samuel L. Jackson, one of the best actors maybe of all time, one of my favorites, I should say, because it's just an opinion, but a horrible Jedi. Yeah, you know what? And we've talked about that several times. But I think it may might be the writing. Like if they would have written, if you you're they would making... have to make an R-rated version of 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 the Jedi movies where Samuel L. Jackson would yeah. be allowed to say motherfucker, of... right? <laughs> and then how awesome! No lightsaber. He would be the only Jedi with two freaking blasters right <laughs> and the jedi would pull out the lightsaber vroom, and he would and be, like, be like motherfucker bing 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 he would be guiding the laser bolts using the force and like hitting them at i don't odd need angles. a goddamn saber man like, y'all motherfuckers with y'all lightsabers and shit no but you're right and then people might think that's a fucked up thing to say but it would but, be genuine for him because yeah unfortunately samuel jackson I don't think he's like a character actor, like say Jared Leto or whatever. He's he's not a one trick pony because he, like, he's into no, Django no. and other things. But he's always Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, and and when and he's Samuel in L. Jackson is not doesn't resonate with yeah. Jedi. And you any don't way, lose him, shape right? or form. Real and, good actors, you lose them in the character, right? Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Even in a stupid movie like Tropic Thunder. And he's playing, he's he's in blackface and playing a black guy. I, you had to tell me after the movie, you were like, that's Robert Downey Jr. And of course, instantly I was like, holy shit, that's Robert Downey Jr. But he was such a character method actor. It was like, I lost Robert Downey Jr. I didn't even see him in that character. But you're never going to see a movie with Samuel L. Jackson and be like, oh, I didn't know that was Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> not that it could not happen. I mean, they, I mean, I, you know what? It would be the same thing with Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy played a, a white guy flawlessly. But yes, that's true. That's true. And he did it before but, any of this was passe, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah and he, yeah, he did he it did on Saturday. Face. He yeah, he did white face on Saturday Night Live. And everybody thought it was hilarious. No one got butt hurt. Nobody was like, blah. Everybody got the point, you know? And, and he would be like, and he <laughs> going, he was like, wait a minute. I could just have this paper? And he was like, yeah, yeah just take it. And he's looking around. Yeah, he's like, Eddie Murphy. And he felt like somebody's about to beat the shit out of him when he's looking around. Are you trying to take it? Yeah, take it. You know how it is. And he takes the paper and he keeps on fucking walking. But man, what a comical genius is Eddie Murphy. From then, one of yeah, my favorite Murphy, comics. Go ahead. The, I have two favorite comics. And that Jim Carrey and fucking Eddie Murphy. And then there, oh. I, could, I could keep on going. Dave Chappelle, you know, uh, what's his name? Hard or whatever. But, er, but Hart, everybody no. falls secondary yeah. to those two people. And Eddie Murphy, my first favorite comic, because, of course, he was the elder. And then, yeah. of course, Jim Raw. Carrey came along. And then, yeah, fuck. But now, to our credit, two great we should have had this show way back when so it could have been documented. But we were 
two of the first people who called it with Jim Carrey. When we first saw him, yeah, I knew he was on in Living off. Color. We looked at each other, and it was like that jinx. You owe me a free coke. It was like this guy is going to be huge. Yeah, and that was the, that was the first episode of In Living Color that we saw him on it, and we were like, this guy is huge. And did we not call that? Well, and he look. Then from Pet Detective he on one and of on the and biggest, on, you know. And now you know, even now he's back on Saturday Night Live, and he plays Joe Biden. And then he went back to the loser. (laughs) So, yeah, I totally agree with you that on that note. But switching back just a little bit to Eddie Murphy, when Eddie Murphy played Donkey in the Shrek movies. Oh, wow. You totally lose Eddie Murphy in that character. I mean, no, you do. I, I, I'm not thinking, oh, this is Eddie Murphy as Donkey. I'm like, that's a great point. Holy crap. But the great point is script. And they, they, t- Eddie wanted to do his own thing and had. And they told him and no. They would not let he even him. says it. They would he not goes, fucking yeah, let he him. He goes, I, I, and I'm on movies. You know, he's got all this clout in Hollywood. He's been mm. doing it for a long time, and they usually give him some creative, yeah, freedom, freedoms because he's a. And a he was like, no, and they told him this is the way that you have to do it, and he said it was only after he saw the movie that he was like. These animators the big, are geniuses. Like they, he picture. even could appreciate it after yeah. seeing it. But yeah, that's all I was trying to say. So he's superb either way. He can make up his own material, and of course that shit's gonna be funny. But he could do what anybody writes for him, and when he when he's willing to, man, shit's golden. There, it doesn't matter. You Multi-talented have, individual, man. That dude's that. one of the most talented. People but they still scared. alive on the planet. Yeah, thank God and God bless them and mm-hmm. many more to Eddie Murphy. But um, not only that, but they got Myers in on it, right? So you have two comedic geniuses because he's the he was the don't even get the, the world started on the creative genius behind some of my Austin favorite Powers. Who does exactly. not love Austin, Austin Powers. Powers? And and if you listen to him, he he does an interview and they're asking him where do you get the idea for these movies. And he goes, these are puns that have been in my head. And he was like, I was driving my wife crazy. Like he would be <laughs> hitting her with these puns at night when she's trying to go to bed and she's trying to sleep and blah, blah, blah. And one day she told him, you know what? You need to take all these ideas, put them in a movie. Yeah. And that's what he did. And that was the like, Austin. Like, all these ideas are This like is a me in a split. nutshell. How did I get in this big nut? Who has a nut like this with such? <laughs> and that, those were just some of the puns. It's not often that you see women of that caliber, and by caliber I mean the size of their gun barrels as it's well a, as the content of their it's character. It's a homonym. It's a homonym. It's like, <laughs> homonym. And he, he just because, plays it so it feels, beautiful. Yeah. It's like like everybody's Another, so dumb around. We're him. talking about masters, but there you have masters of comedy. You have masters of 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 direction, masters of script. But there, Mike Ma- yeah, Myers, definitely. master. Eddie Murphy, master. Jim Carrey, master. Uh, going back to another of my favorite uh, Jewish guys, the guy who does Zoolander, Blue Steel. One of my favorite fucking masters. And that, he, he was in Trop- Tropic Stiller. Thunder, too. No, he wrote Tropic Thunder. Well, uh, there well, you go. But the, and, then I hate, and the Stiller family, period, because his dad. His dad. Forget about it, man. Genius. Just so naturally funny. What but with a ben talented Stiller, family. It's like, I remember, well, you remember where me, you, and Philip, we used to watch the Ben Stiller show, and no one got it. And we were, like, like busting their, their our sides. comedy was... Like, yeah. Because it's too intelligent. And then we I, and wanted to talk to that. our friends about it, 
and, and no one would get right. it. They're like, because I'm not like hoity-toity, like, oh, I'm so whatever. But it's just like most people. They we don't were the want... only people I knew right. that thought Ben Stiller was funny before anybody knew who exactly. Ben Stiller was. I'm a merman, pop. <laughs> a merman. <coughs> I think I have the black love. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's just so much, so many, yeah. so many movies. And um, and then not only that, but then you have things that already he was successful. And then he does things that people don't still don't know how to digest. But he he knows his audience. And that's how select. And now I'm trying to act like we're select yeah. group that we get Ben Stiller. He's we're the cult the that he's yeah. ever been pandering to. But it's fucking true. Because we have all these billions of dollars here. Yeah. Right? But anyway, with that's Cable Guy. illustrious studio. Oh, my goodness. And Cable Guy is where Jack Black got his start. Exactly. Playing the best friend. Well, he had, his, Jack, he had his group. He had Jack Black and he had what's-his-name that plays the other... Dude, I anyway. actually talked to Jack Black's people to try to get him on the show, but I apparently, at least right now, it he's should too, be easy. too busy and too big. He's because such a whore. He's, I mean, I, you should jump at it. You would think, right? He did yeah, Jumanji and all of a sudden Who he's you too guys? big You're a for local Savant show in Miami? Idiot. I'm there. <laughs> Savanting the idiot. <laughs> I mean, he has the band that would be perfect for this. Mm, Tenacious D. Tenacious now D. Now we're right? back on music because his band is like so local music scene band. You know what I'm saying? The, the oh, sound I of it. Know what you mean? You know, it's not. <laughs> it's and not mainstream. It's not Creed. Too. You know, yeah. it's super produced. It's definitely whatever. local. It's sounding. rock. Yeah, it's it sounds like a it's band that you would see at your I local club say, or that's, pub. When, he would be our competition in the local. Exactly. Scene. You know, we'd look at him and he's like, "There's Jack, Jack, Jack again." We would blow you out, just so you know. All right. <laughs> so if you hear the show or whatever, but be specific. I challenge you, you. Mean about blow him out because oh. you're not yeah, you're be, like when he was tied to the tree in Tropic Thunder. Anybody, give me some of that. I'll, I'll blow you. <laughs> but no, I, I would challenge Tenacious D to a band competition. We've got drums in the studio. You just got that new Harky amp. You got the bass. <laughs> we got guitar. Fuel and me and Sensei have done a lot of cover bands. Or, or <laughs> however you want to do it. We could do original songs. We could do a cover band. So Jack Black and Tenacious D, the offer's out there. Yeah, it's funny how we went to Tenacious D, but it, you're exactly right. Because the point was, we were talking about the genius and the master comedian that Ben Stiller is when we were talking about Masters of Comedy, which Ben Stiller is a juggernaut there too. Actually, when I mentioned Eddie Murphy and Jim Carrey, I totally forgot about Ben Stiller. Yeah, that ben would Stiller be the trifecta. That, that. Right there. Those are my three. You know, I thought I had two, but you reminded me. I forgot all about Ben Stiller. And how are you going to fucking forget about Ben Stiller? But The Cable Guy, to me, that's one of the funniest fucking movies. And it's and people don't fucking get it. But if you do get it, you understand how every scene you and I could go through and we could act out that movie right now and make everybody sick if we wanted to. That's how many times we've seen we that goddamn movie. Would. <laughs> and we probably make people sick right now. But that just expresses our passion for Ben Stiller's comedy. I mean, it's fuck. Talk about a master comedian. Yeah, and then since we're on the subjects of comedians, somebody who has just got big now that he wasn't super huge before but he's actually made it to the upper echelon being on saturday night live 
is uh, John Mulaney. John Mulaney is one of my favorite comics, excellent comedian. And um, in one of his bits, he talks about, he's like, hey, well, I finally got the woman for me. And she's a Jewish woman. And he was like, I don't want you guys to take it. I don't want you guys to take it the wrong way. It's not like, "Ah, I gotcha, like in a creepy way. He goes, hey, wait. Let let me take it this way. <laughs> this 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 show is gonna get playfully anti-Semitic, <laughs> and he goes, "Don't worry, I'm gonna get in trouble, not you guys." So he he goes, he You're goes, "Hey, look, me. I don't know. This is the thing. No, no, he goes, this is the thing. No, <laughs> Jewish people will appreciate this show. Our, our last sales. name is is Towers. Not Jewish, no, but Towers." <laughs> Hey, it's it, the lost tribe of Israel, supposedly, you know, was the towers. So. Okay, that's what anyway, you're claiming. That's the click. Okay, I, go okay. on. <laughs> that's the click I claim. <laughs> so anyway. Be the same set I'm framing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw up your double Gs. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Yeshua in the house. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so anyway. So he goes, the problem that he used to have with women is that women in general don't speak what's on their mind, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't know how I'm feeling? You should know how I'm feeling. Da, 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 da. And he goes, and the thing about a Jewish woman is she will always tell you exactly <laughs> what she's feeling. And, and, and she, he goes through a whole bit. It's yeah. very funny. And he does it in a very respectful, reverent way. But, you know. And that's going back to comedic genius when you I can do that. I want a Jewish princess. Sap <laughs> <laughs> a song. Okay. He got in so trouble now, for that too. Okay, they didn't wait, take that in a good We're way. We're gonna take this in a in a different direction, <laughs> we right? We're gonna switch gears. <laughs> a little grinding of the gears before we. <laughs> We're going from first to third, but um, one of my favorite comedians, and and I've already given props to you know several comedians, but is Dave Chappelle, and Dave Chappelle, of course is a comic genius mm-hmm. whether you like him or not you want to acknowledge or not he is and he had the Chappelle show and another he, master when he, we started talking about crazy. chess we segued into the the subject of who's a master of what he's he is he he's definitely a master and he, and then he went back reinvented himself he took Netflix by storm and he's got a whole new thing of material and where he gets political and where he goes this way and that. And I don't agree with all his views. Some of the shit he says actually pisses me off. But I'm just like, but I respect him as an but artist. But he's still funny he's, as fuck. He's, and his delivery, it's like how intelligently Flawless. he represents himself. It, it, it's just incredible, you know. So, But one of the things like that made me laugh my ass off and like I've always said, I love my gays, I love my transgender and whatever. He does his whole LGBTQ I bet you do. skit. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you never know what the future's gonna bring. But or anyway, he was like past talking, and present. He was like, hey, I'm, I'm trapped in this body. And he goes, Well, I told my wife, because she's like Korean or whatever. It's like I'm a Chinese person trapped in a black man's body. And he does such uh, to me, a funny and spot-on Chinese imitation, and uh, it's just one of the bits that he does. Uh, that's just a random thought. That yeah, no, head. it's just a random ex- explanation. But yeah, man, shit. I think his most genius work of all time 
was the KKK skit where he... <laughs> where that guy's head yeah. blows up. Where, where he's, he's the grand he's wizard. The, he was or, blind, so yeah, he didn't exactly. know he was black. That, and yeah. he pull, he gets so excited in the rally, he pulls oh, off the mask. Oh, my God. And all the white people see that he's black <laughs> and their heads start exploding. Yeah. yeah. Because, yeah, they can't process it. They're boom. <laughs> like, this was... Yeah. <laughs> this is our role and, model. And it's so funny when they're doing, like, the interviews, like, he don't know, and we ain't going to the hot the heart to tell him and blah 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 and this fool's writing books <laughs> on his own genocide <laughs> which is sad but funny as fuck it's he, funny, he, exactly. he ha- you he know has- what the, the human condition is a comedy right it, it is so it's not a tragedy it's a comedy it's like you have if to you la- Dante's really analyze inferno life comedy it's just shit. like and all Murphy's Law and the arbitrary things that we go through in life and birth and the beauty of life and that we die, it's like all, all a huge joke. It how is. can you not say? And the can, jokes on you know all what? of us personally, too. The tragedy. it's a personal joke. <laughs> tra- like in the Greek times and all the, when the first philosophers and the great playwrights Plato. and Plato and all those people were doing it, some of the comedies, what they call comedies, were extremely dark. And even the fairy tales of old, right? Yeah. Hansel and Gretel was originally a horror story. Gory. Uh, all you that go shit into from all the, old the, the, the old I mean, us ring as- around the rosy, <laughs> pockets full of posy was about the Black Plague. And that, that the pockets full of posies, they would yeah. put flowers in the pockets yeah. of these people because their skin and everything was decaying. They was smelled so bad. Pocketfuls of pus in reality. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, as human beings, we have struggled to like, come out of the fucking mud and then we get upset when when we try to judge others and say oh, blah, blah, yeah because you can't funny. judge anybody yeah. and this is uh, something that i came to sharing a very personal experience i had a friend when i was in elementary school i had a super bad temper and he used to get super mad he would turn red and he would fuss at the teacher and everything and i would be like why are you doing that why are you putting on this show i didn't get it that other people had different ways of looking at life he was genuinely angry yeah but you the didn't human understand condition it and everybody has a different perspective because yours the they, was the jester you exactly. know everything and me your I'm coping mechanism the for life is laughter exactly. and jokes and I'm all that comedy and every, yeah and i'm optimistic um I, I get criticized all the time for seeing the world through rose-colored glasses but i wouldn't trade it that's how but i see the world like to see this dude that taking it differently where he's getting pissed off at the fucking world you didn't yeah yeah, yeah at that time in my life of course yeah. since like, then i've got you think a, that a he's not even real you think oh you're just going yeah, out of your like, way why blah, are you blah, faking because you, you just, realize it's yeah. like i'm thinking like does this guy want attention like there's other ways to get attention like i just gave the lunch lady an orange and i got the student of the year and i used mm-hmm. to get the kid a character and and the dragon club membership all these things oh he's such a caring loving kid but I thought everybody saw the world that I saw, the way that I saw it. And, and even within our own family, because I, I wasn't doing any of that shit. I give a fuck about a Dragon Club yeah. member. Yeah, you were like very self-centered as a kid, and I was very... But I still, humor is the thing that we still... Humor, exactly. That was a common bond. Yeah. Because you had that cynical humor, and then I had this flowery happy rainbow go lucky humor gay ass humor but then but when i got humor. to be an adult i loved like now i yeah. love the cynical humor like 
deadpan humor. Like there's these, those people that those comedians like. Uh, what there's a I what's the comedian the dude that like he's a young and, dude, but he's like he owns deadpan humor right now. There's you know more uh, than one. No, but there's one that favorite. one dude that does it masterfully. But you know what oh, we'll do? Man. We'll look it up yeah. and we'll bring it up on another show. So if you want to find out who that guy is, you'll have to tune in later on. How's that sound? <laughs> or whoever's listening. Or I could learn how Wait, to... Wait, hey, uh, or, if a podcast... Or I could learn how to use forest, fucking... <laughs> and there's no one around to hear it. Does it make a sound? Or I was going to say, I could learn how to use Google and while we're doing a fucking podcast. Like you asked me about what's his name's... Now, now okay. it's being so, arbitrary. Oh, you want to like go a, there, right? No, that's so you no, use I Google. Don't wanna, well, I, don't I wanna, segue, and I'm gonna I'm gonna exactly. do a bit. Exactly. Like when we talk about stuff, then I could Google the things that we're not. Okay. And then now we're actually talking about production shit that should be covered. A, but bear but with. But that's us. what I said. We're this off is the what savanting a fucking idiot is all about. So, okay. So the comedian that does um, the fake taxi show or whatever taxi, right? And he's a big dude. He's a this big, tall, white dude. Extremely funny. He does a bit of killing two birds with one stone, right? And he says, I'm going to do an experiment on killing two birds with one stone. People have been talking shit about this for millions of years. So we're going to test it today. So he said, so I got two. Before you get too impressed, because I did accomplish this goal, let me tell you the facts. It was two tiny birds and a little cage and i had a huge stone (laughs) (laughs) and he lifts the stone and you hear the impact so there you have it folks (laughs) (laughs) all the years of shit talking and it wasn't that hard two birds with one stone it was pretty easy but then again he goes into a segue he's like well but it could have been harder right so it depends on the type of birds and the size of the stone so he goes so if it was say two ostriches right so he goes now here's that version so it was two ostriches he's sneaking through the woods the first one just came right up to me and i pegged it hard like a fastball pitch and he went down immediately but the <laughs> second one caught wind and took off running so then the question becomes how many times can he use the same stone to kill the second ocrish he goes i was in i was in those woods all week <laughs> That's the funny part of the setup, you know, because then, then, you know, you can actually imagine the effort that he's putting into solving Killing this grand two birds. fucking the first scenario. <laughs> very easy to kill two birds with one stone. The second one, not, not so, so much. much. <laughs> See, and that's why. See, I get it totally. It's like, yeah, you're you're absolutely right. And then you distracted me. From my Google, you search. were supposed to be googling. Yeah, but I had to, you, you suck me right in back story. into the fucking joke, which is fucking great. You son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah. So you got to keep on. So what were you yeah. googling? I even forgot. When I was googling deadpan comedians. Oh, deadpan because comedians. Because the, the dude that I had in mind specifically, uh, of course, his name eludes me, just like the the 
Jewish director of Spaceballs <laughs> writers has and I, hey, any other day you ask any of us too. and we would know that instantaneously. It's only because we put each other on the spot and maybe we've been drinking too much. I don't fucking know, but okay. we have collective amnesia. No, but there's, and a, I can, you there's know? a joke behind that too. And it's actually very deliberately done because everybody is yelling at the at, at the computer right now. This is the guy's name, right? So I'm going to tell you a little joke, right? Okay. So there was these kids, and they went on a field trip. Okay. <laughs> and they're going to the zoo. And right. it's, I, you know, I don't know if, I mean, I think it's frowned upon these days, but this was a joke that was told to me in kindergarten. So it's three retarded kids. <laughs> so they go into the first cage, and they said, what is this animal? <laughs> It looks like a horse. It has white stripes and black stripes. And the one kid raises his hand and he says, White stripes? A zebra. And he says, Good job, little retarded kid. <laughs> and then they go into the next cage. And they said, What is this animal? It has big ears. It's gray. It has a trunk. And he says, An elephant. He goes, Good job, little retarded kid. And then he goes into another cage and he goes, Okay, what is this animal? Okay, it has a long nose, it has fur, it eats ants, it... Do you know what I'm talking about? ant eater! Thanks, little retarded kid! Uh, (laughs) So that's the joke, because... But you're supposed to put some obscure animal I just want to take this keyboard and use it for another reason other than letting you know that it's Mel Brooks, fool. Mel Brooks. How the fuck are you going to forget that? The writer of Spaceballs. No, no shit. Okay, but Sherlock. who's the deadpan comic? Is that an, an That's episode? another mystery. To Besides, come? we already found out who the retard is here. Hey. God damn it, man. I stepped right into that one. Good one. I'm going to get you back. <laughs> Life is a mystery. Ah. Oh, Some things one. are history. Life is a mystery. Everyone must stand alone. I hear you call my name, and it feels like home. Just like a prayer, I can take you there. All right, I think that's enough. Yeah. So, how many minutes are we in? I think we should just call it. Forget that other deadpan dude. Beep, hey, beep, white boy, beep. I tried to give you your props. We're gonna You're call a funny-ass white boy that does deadpan-ass <laughs> shit. And I think it's pretty damn funny, but you know what? And if I, you think it's you, <laughs> maybe you can feel call free show. to call in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And maybe you could be in a future show. He's got his own podcast. He actually interviews Everybody has other... a podcast <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a good point, too. You know, the Pope I has a I podcast. I stepped in that one just like stepping into the Holy joke water. that you com. fucking tricked me into. But anyway, this dude actually has other comics on... That he likes yeah. to make fun with, yeah, his, like comedians, yeah, doing co- Kevin Hart. Hey, why you got to be so greedy, Kevin Hart? You got to have a podcast too. I got beef with you. You got cold as balls. You got oh. all this crap. It's like you want to hit. Do every- you remember? And you know what? Who you know who said it best? And Machine Gun Kelly. Shots out to you. Maybe you'll come on our show because you sound like a garage. You always band say too. shots out because people think you want to kill them. Shout, okay, no, shout out. Okay, so Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly because I think you sound like a garage band too. And um, but you did the best diss ever on Eminem 
nobody's gone at Eminem with more success, and and you did it so beautifully. Even Eminem gave you a B for the effort. Yeah, he, I mean, he got a B, and then now he's wearing a dress like a bitch. But I get it because he's wearing the dress like a bitch because damn, I didn't know that he could do rock the way he did. Smiling next to you in toxic masculinity. And now I'll give it to him because he puts a slang on the on his pop. No one else does his. He's trying to do an urban accent that he raps with, but he sings it with the pop thing and does the auto tunes and shit. That was <laughs> damn. I gotta give it to him. No one else has done that, and that it works. I didn't know that it could work, and hey, that's why. That's You're why he's getting the success that he's doing. Yeah, you too, motherfucker. <laughs> you can get it. Come on, come on. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest show on earth. But my point was, um, on Kevin Hart, it's like Machine Gun Kelly talks to Eminem on his disc, and he says, you got an Oscar, dude. Can anybody else get some food in their mouth? And I think that was like one of the most genius disc lines. It's like... You got to have everything. That's like Kevin Hart. But you know you really, what? You got to have everything. You know, leave the podcasting to us. But to his guys. credit, that's a good. Now we want to end the show and you're starting a whole brand new show because you're getting me riled up. That's exactly what 50 cents is point with fucking what's his fucking face that the Jews shut him down because he was dissing the Jews. Oh, drumline, motherfucker. Um, oh, that he, um, yeah. He's a piece of crap. Hey, Nick Cannon. <laughs> Nick Cannon. You're a piece of crap. <laughs> you don't deserve Mariah Carey. <laughs> and when she did that oh, Christmas album, no. I would I would have pushed my wait, wife wait. off of a <laughs> off of a cruise ship by her face. To have the chance to be with Mariah Carey, you do not deserve her. Anyway. And you know what? You're garbage. And little Dicky dissed you on your own show. <laughs> That's another Jewish dude. You know, shots out to little Dicky. Oh, so. my God. But this is, I wanted to resonate with what you were saying. You're absolutely right. That that what that's what makes you a legit rapper. If it's just one phrase that goes down in fucking history that you could always be in awe of everything and say, man, yep. this motherfucker. And that's what 50 Cent said. He's like, when has this nigga ever said anything that you could repeat? Exactly. Yeah, like, what? When did Nick Shots Cannon? Out to he was like, and, 50 was like, 50. when has he ever said something that that you're like, oh, this fool got bars? No, Nick Cannon has never said anything memorable. In hey, any of his rock raps. And, and speaking about 50 and, you know, no disrespect to you and the whole power thing and everything you're doing. Well, but you, cra- you claim Takashi 69 as your son. Takashi oh. ripped off the name Takashi from a Japanese artist that's overseas that uses rainbow art. For everybody who was wondering what Takashi stands for or where he got that fucking name. But, hey, Takashi 69 you're welcome to come on the show, too. All right. I don't... I, I think we just insulted everybody on the planet so okay hey do what you feel feel what you do trolls trolls exactly that's what this episode should be named trolls